music thing. The intro. <laughs> we gotta do the intro. Where's the intro? Here it is. Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiek, where we know everything, and so do you. Aloha. Did that play okay? Did that intro play okay? Yeah, it, I I believe so. Smooth. Okay. <laughs> Uh, this is so weird, I, you know, because this is the first time I'm ever doing this on my iPad. And for me, it was all broken and, and fast motion and slow motion. And it was very strange. <laughs> I'm glad that it came through okay for everyone else. You're definitely a little spotty, too. So, um, okay. but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, my connection isn't great. So we'll see how this goes. But at least we're here and we're trying. Hello, everybody. Say hello. We're showing. To us. We're us, showing up for everyone. Right. Tell us who you are, where you're located, and that sort of fun stuff. The I had to make it so that it said the broadcast wasn't going to start for ten more minutes, and then we started it. So I don't know how if that's confusing for everyone, but welcome. Well, I know that I always get so many notifications, so I, I bet a lot of people just didn't even see it. All right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, good old Facebook and all the notifications. So, okay, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing well. My cat just caught something, so she's making some noise. So I'm kind of fascinated if she caught a bird or if it was a gecko. Oh, <laughs> oh right, right. She would catch, she would catch lizards. Yeah, I'm, and we're in Florida now, so we're in um, Vero Beach, Florida, which is getting pretty far south. We're only like less than two, two hours away from Miami, I think. And uh, there's not, definitely not the lizards. We saw some really interesting lizards we've never seen before. So um, that's cool. It was cool to see them. Um, hey, Bernice, wonderful to see you too. And Carrie Ann, yes, we, we tried to connect and failed. Um, we, we were on a Zoom call, but she couldn't get her sound connected. So we, had to, we ended up giving up. Um, but, uh, but at least we, we, she is here with us now. So. Hello, Jaybird. Jaybird wants to see your cat. Jaybird wants she's to see busy. Your cat. She's busy killing something right now. Okay. She's having well, her second. Will... She's having her second breakfast right now. Okay. Well, we'll leave the the beast to devour something <laughs> alive, and then we'll maybe you can show her. Um, and then, all right. So I I'm going to go back through. Hello, Bernice. Hello, Carrie Ann from from Trinidad. Hello, Caitlin. And hello, Maria. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for stopping stopping by and saying hello to us. Oh, yes, that's right. Using the cup. All right. Okay, yes. What's the story about the cup? Well, okay, so during our live class on Tuesday night, uh, you know, Jaybird likes to stay away while I do the class. You know, I invite her to be in my space, but she she likes to give me mine, which I appreciate. Mm. And uh, so during the class, I was drinking from this orange cup, and then she she noticed it, and then started commenting like, she, "And he's even he's not letting me in, and he's even <laughs> drinking from my favorite cup." So it was <laughs> cheek, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. So Caitlin, <laughs> so, yeah, he locked her out in the cold and dis- and displayed himself using her cup. Yeah. Mm. So the, it's a big thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So now, but at least you give her access to the to the to the group, so she can comment and everyone can see. Right. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That is exactly what happened. Which, oh, that, that you got locked out? You know, no, no. That's, <laughs> gosh, this is terrible. This is awful. Like, I, They're all hanging up on you. By everyone. <laughs> well, well, at she, least I well, still, at least, oh, it's backwards. At least I still have <laughs> Hathor to, the, who loves me unconditionally, no matter what. Mm. So. Well, I Jaybird sends me photos of the waves that are near you, and I told her that she should take a, or you both should take a surf lesson, and experience the magicalness that I experience here in Hawaii. I definitely want to do that, and I've been wanting to do that for a while. A couple of years ago, I went to Puerto Rico on on New Year's, and it was really amazing to be swimming in the ocean, and I was enjoying mm-hmm. the waves so much that I thought. You know, I would probably like to surf. I just, uh, you know, haven't had the opportunity. But yeah. now we are, you know, on the coast of Florida, and the waves have been massive. So it would be really great to to learn how to do that. So so perhaps, mayhaps, we will. We were trying to figure mm-hmm. out what to do this weekend. So maybe this weekend would be a mm-hmm. surfing weekend. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I actually had a healing done to myself yesterday because I'm doing my Reiki ma- or I'm finishing my Reiki master certification next month. And my healer said recommended to do like a session with her before just to prepare myself. And yesterday she picked up that one of my past lives was being a surfer, falling off my board and dying. So <laughs> clearly, <laughs> so Whoa. clearly I am dealing with that trauma with my two surf major surf injuries that I had. So it's definitely much deeper than just these two injuries that I've had with me, like not getting back on my board so easily. Um, so I thought that was fascinating. And she advised me to start going again, like in the morning uh, before 6 a.m. And as you know, I've been painting that wave in the morning around 6 a.m. And few days ago I like had the urge like I should go surf like this would be cool to go like right at pitch black dark no one's out like I could like reconnect with my spirits when I'm in the water because that's usually what happens when I surf and it would be cool just to like experience that again and just see what comes up and then she gives me this clearing and like that's exactly like the messages that have come through so it's like my intuition is already telling me like, hey, like you have some deep trauma and you should go figure it out like in the water. Um, so that's definitely something I'm going to be doing um, in the coming days. Nice. That's awesome. I want to say hello to Misty. That's Misty Centers. And OK, so uh, I'm going to I'm going to do this segue then. So when you're out <laughs> in, on the waves and you are are surfing this is a n- another type of living in the moment i would say right like so you are mm-hmm. you are completely uh, um, in the zone uh potentially and not experiencing anything but that very moment you're not thinking about all the laundry that you have to do you're not mm-hmm. thinking about whether you you called the person you were supposed to call yesterday you are only in that I'm balancing on this thing and I'm, I'm evaluating the wave and I've got to see what the timing is and I've got to hit this thing. So you are very much living in that moment. 
That is very, very true. Um, if that's the answer that you're wondering. Yeah, that's our topic. But yes, that's our topic for today. That's our topic? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Living in the moment is our topic. <laughs> we, this came together so last second that she didn't even know what our topic was. Uh, but yeah, so in, in, in those situations, when you are when you are not thinking about the future and you're not thinking about the past, you are at your most happy right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do a thing in my program where I, the first questions that I ask people are, you know, how, what has been your average suffering over the last week on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the worst. And that invariably the number, let's say that it's, you know, a six or something, because they're suffering from negative entity attachments or whatever, yeah, PTSD, depression, that sort of thing. And then we go, well, what's your suffering right this second? And the, mm-hmm. the number right this second is 98%, always 98% lower than the average over the last week. It, mm. Over and over and over again, people are always, right now, I don't suffer as much. So if they were at a six, they might be at a two or even a one or a zero right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so we ask them, okay. Why? Why is that the case? Why is it that right now it's not so bad? But when you think back to the to, to the last week, it's worse. And it, it they rarely realize until we point it out to them that, oh, it's because right now you're living in the moment. And right. And, and when you think back, you're living in the past. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking so, of the worst, yeah. right? You think of the worst yeah. thing that happened to you. You don't think of the, all the good times in between. Go ahead. Yeah, I actually just made a post on my Instagram. Uh, I was explaining the story behind one of the paintings that I'm doing. And I'm channeling the energy of when I'm hiking uh, into a painting. So it's the the energy, like the spirit that's with me when, when I'm hiking. And so I made this... Um, post about how when I started hiking in 2014 here there was this one hike that I did and I was scared shitless out of my mind with heights that's when I discovered I was scared of it and I would go back to that hike whenever I was like emotionally unhappy or just like dealing with a heartbreak or just dealing something I would always go back to that same hike because I knew that the fear would just like zap me out of my thoughts, out of this like emotional imbalance that I was having. And I'd be able to work on that, like that concept of fear. And there were moments that I remember of just observing my body of like, where is this fear coming from? And usually it would be in my head. And I would know as I keep observing, I'm like, wait, I'm actually pretty safe. I'm actually pretty good right now. But my thoughts are the ones flooding in this fear of heights or this fear that I'm going to fall or this fear right. of, of whatever. And it's like you like you said, 98% chance that in this moment, you're actually okay or you're doing better than what you did in the past. So it's like the same thing that you can apply with fear it's like in the moment are you really fearful or is it something that has happened in the past or something that you're imagining could happen is dictating this emotion or this feeling that you're having so living in the moment like sometimes it's really hard to do because all of these past thoughts or these feelings just overwhelm that present moment feeling 
And it's like when you're able to like look up at the sky and like take that breath and be like, whoa, like I'm actually okay. Like it's just these other things that are coming through that that stop me from living or appreciating the, the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, what's funny is, you know, you, you talked about fear and, and fear is, it's a prediction of the future. If you are in fear, you are not living in the moment. You are o- only worried about, about what's going to happen, not about what's currently happening. You are not in fear that you are, you are going to, you're, you, okay. So you're, let's do the, the, the cliff idea, right? So you're walking up toward the edge of the cliff and you feel this fear. You're not feeling fear over the fact that you're standing on solid ground. You're feeling fear over the fact that you think that eventually you are going to fall. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you are falling, while you are falling, you are not in fear that you are currently falling. You are in fear of hitting the ground. It Mm. is always about what hasn't happened yet. And other than that example, for the most part, the things that you fear generally don't happen. I think that's a very high percentage of not happening. Now, if you're afraid you're going to hit the ground while you're falling, well, that one's going to happen. But all the rest, oh, I'm afraid that I'm going to fall off the cliff. You're like, well, I'm standing on solid ground. I'm not going to go running and jumping off the darn thing. So mm-hmm. it's highly unlikely I'm going to fall off this. Or I'm afraid I'm going to get fired. Or I'm afraid my 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 spouse is going to end our marriage. Or, you know, whatever. Like most of the time, those fears that you're generating are not actually going to happen because why? How good are we at predicting the future? We're terrible at it. And (laughs) we're very, very rarely going to get it right. And if we were any good at it, we'd all be Bitcoin billionaires. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's another topic. But (laughs) no, but totally like with the... With me going back, because that was in 2014, it's now, what, 2021? Um, So within over those years, I would always go back there. And maybe then the last, like, four years, like, I started getting comfortable with the heights there. And really, the whole fear thing is just that it's also your lack of awareness of of your true self. It's like that disconnect that you're having from who you really are. So fear is almost like not even conquering that fear per se. It's about really just further developing and understanding who you are. And then that fear just slowly diminishes because you realize how funny that fear is. It's like, (laughs) I really think I'm going to fall, but I'm actually like really safe right now and rooted to the ground. Like, yeah, sure, I can fall, but I know that I'm safe or I know who I am and you know I'm I'm taking control of each action or each step that I'm taking that's preventing me from doing that and if I need to fall that's just another lesson that I'm going to be having um in that in that moment um so it's like more of really developing and understanding where this fear is coming from and then where this disconnect from the present moment is, I think that's where you can start with living more in the present state because living in the present state is just really another word for mindfulness, I think, or that like being super conscious of yourself. And if you're not being super conscious of yourself, then 
there's that disconnect from the present state. And I don't mean that you need to be super aware of like, okay, I'm about to place my hand on this cup and then drink some water and then enjoy this water. The present moment is enjoying that gulp and like feeling how that water is going down through your body and how it relaxes you and how it refreshes your body. That's like, I guess, living in the living in the present state or living in the present state where you have a really joyful conversation with someone. You're not thinking about what they're going to say or making assumptions or you're wishing that something is going to end or that you're you're wishing this conversation ends so you can go do your laundry or go do something else. The present state is having this wonderful, intimate conversation here with saying like this is living in the present present moment. Right. Yep, absolutely. And uh, today I was working with a client and the, the thing that came up was um, the, the Buddhist approach to attachment. So mm-hmm. the, the Buddhists, of course, say that um, all suffering comes from attachment. So in the case of fear, fear is the fear of losing something that you're attached to. In the case of falling off the cliff, it's in fear of losing your life and you're attached to that. And, Mm -hmm. or, you know, the fear of losing your, your job or whatever, you're attached to your job. You're afraid of losing your house. You're attached to your house. You're afraid of losing your car. You're attached to your car. It's all about attachment. If Mm -hmm. you can say, Hey universe, you, I don't need to be attached to anything because as soon as I lose the thing that I'm attached to something new and amazing and beautiful comes to, to replace it, then then you don't have to have any attachment at all. You can just flow with whatever happens to you because you know that the universe has your back. You know that the the universe or your guys or however you want to look at it is working for you. So you're, you know, we've been, we've been told over and over again by this society that we have to save and plan for our retirement, right? Like if you don't do that, then you're the ultimate of stupid, right? You always have to plan and and, and save for your retirement. Well, what if you said, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to trust that the universe will provide. And I'm going to, instead of saving that money, I'm going to use it to follow my passion. And then you, you discover some amazing experience because you followed your passion. And now you don't even have to worry about saving your money for retirement because that actually made you mildly wealthy or something, right? So like the more that you worry and not live in the moment, the more that you project the, the bad thing that's going to happen, I'm not going to have any money at retirement, the more mm-hmm. likely all that stuff is going to go wrong. So living in the moment now and loving everything and using all of your resources that you have to follow your passions, whatever those might be, is probably you're going to be your best uh, life possible. Yeah. Well, I like how you said with the whole detachment thing, it's like that's basically, I feel like when that fear of heights was diminishing was because I was detaching from, you know, that old self of me or those old habits that I was doing and embodying like a new new form or embodying this new consciousness. So I 100% agree with the with the detachment thing. Back in the day, I was writing a book. I'm still writing my book or still writing that book. But one of the titles that has that came across was how to detach or it, it was about something about detachment. It's like how to detach from your life or to then live your life more fully or like something about the power of detachment. But essentially that was like, 
or is still the theme of my book that I'm writing. And a lot of that is, is just like you're really diving into your fears or really diving into who is your inauthentic self in order for you to then see your authentic self in a way. Absolutely. I want to, I'm going to talk about what Maria is saying here. She, she's planning on doing a four day water fast next week, but she has fear that she's going to suffer or her body will be damaged since she's thin and usually getting very low and hungry and dizzy without food. Okay. So yes, you, you can affect a lot of this. And I've actually done this Maria and you might find it interesting. So I have, I've always had had some, uh, somewhat of a similar thing that if I don't eat, then I feel like this lightheadedness or this um, um, headache or other number of things. And I recently did, well, I don't know how recently now it's probably been, like six months or more, a, a, a like a 24 hour or 36 hour fast. And I think it was 48 hour, but anyway, it was a long one. And, and at first I was very uncomfortable. I'll tell you that I did suffer. Um, I did have the headache. I did have those different things, but guess what? I, I made it through. I did it right. And then once I got through that first threshold, I was totally fine. So another way to look at that Maria is to trust that you can handle it, that yes, there might be a little bit of discomfort along the way, but guess what? I proved to myself that I could do it. Thanks to that discomfort. I actually got to, to say, wow, I'm strong. I'm powerful because I, I was able to handle it. And then once I got through that, that wall, then I was actually very comfortable and fine and didn't need to eat at all. And, and then when I finally did eat, it was a joyful experience. So, you know, trust in your ability to handle things instead of fearing for the worst, because if you, if you fear for the worst and then you manifest it and then you don't handle it very well, then that's the, the worst possible result. If you say, Hey, you know what? I might have some discomfort on this, but I'm going to make it through. Then, then you're ready for anything and you probably won't even have a negative experience or a, a, an uncomfortable experience. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I, I can't, I get that too. And I don't like doing that, but I re- like a month or two ago, I started doing like a little experiment with holding a plank for five minutes and seeing how that relates to my mental oh, like, sure. me- mental health like just how my thoughts are and how it makes sure there's some foreign people here who might not understand what holding a plank is why don't you explain what that is briefly (laughs) how do you explain that um i guess you're on your forearms and then you know you're stretched you're stretched out and like you're working your core muscles that's what I mean by holding a plank. So five, it's like, five minutes is a long time. Like I, I remember yeah. doing it for two minutes and going like, holy moly, this is really very challenging because yeah. you definitely want to rest that, that stomach, that core, but you have to mm-hmm. keep it levitated above the ground for that entire time. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no knees on the ground, like nothing like you're just, you're just on your toes and on your, on your forearms. So the first, like, time I did it I think I got up to like maybe two minutes or so and then like next couple days it was like a little bit like 10 seconds longer 10 seconds longer and then I realized like it was really my thoughts that are like okay I'm ready to give up and then I would stop but then one day I was like 
no, I, I can keep going. I got this. My body was shaking. My body was was just like ready to collapse, but I kept holding on. I kept telling myself, I ha- I got this. I can do this. And within a week, I held it for five for five minutes. I think it was five and a couple other seconds. And then I was so exhilarated after. I was like, wow, like I could do this. Like I feel really empowered. I feel really good. Like five minutes, no problem. And I think I did it consistently again for the next like two or three days. And then it happened again where I where I couldn't couldn't hold it for that long or I like gave up. But it wasn't about me like being sad that I didn't that I didn't hold it again. It was just a way of being as a self check of like, okay, there's clearly clearly some emotions that are bothering me right now that are preventing me from being stronger. So then what can I work through to help with this? So I guess with in Maria's instance, four days is a long ass time. If you feel that your body is ready to give up, just double check with it. Like, hey, body, do you think we can still keep going? And obviously your ego voice will be like, yeah, I'm ready to give up. But really just check in with your intuition, like hear that intuition. And if your intuition tells you you need to eat something or you need to drink more, then go and go and follow it because you don't want your body to shut down in in day three and then you have to go to the hospital. So doing those fasts is, I think for me, it's just really tuning into your body and listening to what your body wants. And maybe those fastings isn't for you. I I personally haven't tried it, but I've definitely tried to do like a 15, 16 hour without doing it. And I feel uneasy. Tons of anxiety comes through. And that's just not for me, for my own mental clarity. For other people, they love it. Like it works for them. So I would say just listen. And that's my advice for them. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, and, and the other thing that happened for me when I was doing that is once I got through that wall, that, that headache, you know, lightheadedness wall, and then I was okay. Then I found that, that I could um, fast anytime I wanted to, and I didn't have to go through that experience anymore. It was mm-hmm. like, it was like me getting my body to adjust to this concept of, yeah. of fasting because I hadn't ever done it throughout my entire life. So that's mm-hmm. another thing, Monica, you might, you know, you brought up anxiety and so forth when you did it. Well, maybe that was something that you needed to work through. And if you did it again and did it again, you might start to work through it and you might discover that you had some deep um, traumas or whatever that, that that actually would help you with. It's fair. But then connecting that with coffee, like... I should still keep drinking coffee and, and figure out why I have anxiety from coffee. Like, I don't think that's a good idea. Right. No, that's a great. But I mean, that it, that could be a concept of like, keep doing the things that give you anxiety, anxiety afterwards, like the aftermath of it and like figuring out why, why this is com- coming through. Um, right. But like I said, I you know, know, it might just be that you just have to do it once or twice and you'll end up healing yourself without even trying to figure out why you had the anxiety mm-hmm. or whatever, because sometimes trying to figure out why causes a, an endless loop of trying to just trying to figure things out all the time, which is really a seeking of pleasure as opposed to just, just going, you know what, I'm sure it'll, it'll get resolved. And I trust in that process. And then you might discover that, okay, you, you actually healed yourself without even figuring out why. 
Hmm. It's fair. Okay, so so your homework for next week, Monica, is to do a 24-hour fast. We can't, we can't wait to hear how it goes. Well, I am turning like more vegan now, so I think that's that's its own. Well, I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but I guess a fast would definitely be a fun challenge to figure out. Have you ever done sleep deprivation? What's that? Okay, so 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 some people in this space like to do forty eight hours or more of no sleep, and and they end up experiencing a plant medicine like experience because mm-hmm. when you when you don't sleep for a long time, then you start to kind of like dream while you're awake. Sound familiar? So it might, it might be something you would enjoy also. I don't know how you do with sleep and all that, but it's another method to test your body, to test your, your whatever. And then to mm-hmm. also, to, you know, to dive in deep into your, your wide open channel. I've definitely done it maybe once or twice when I would go camping or like, cause I would go stargazing and then want to stay up for the sunrise and sometimes I just get really bad insomnia when I'm camping. So I basically kind of do that. Um, I don't think that really resonates with me only because I don't, I don't know. Maybe I haven't really been fully aware of like, okay, let's stay up all night and, and see what this does for yeah. me. It's a very um, interesting experience. Like the tiredness that you feel after not sleeping at night is a re- really kind of cool feeling. It's like, Mm. I, you know, it's a type of re- relaxation that you don't usually get otherwise. But but to challenge yourself to stay awake for a second night, that's that's really really interesting. Hmm. Uh, have you I, done I, it? I, no, I've only done the one night. I have never done the second night. But I, I've been thinking about it, so I might just do that. I gotta mm-hmm. I gotta convince Jaber to do it with me though, because you know that <laughs> if she's sleeping, I'm not gonna be awake. <laughs> Huh, interesting. I've never into. I've never. I've actually never heard of that. Like intentionally, not falling, not sleeping. <laughs> I don't know what this means, up. but it doesn't mean it's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> it means uh, no. I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> Sounds crazy. <laughs> I'm with yeah. her on that one. Why would I do that? Well, we for me, I mean. Yeah, I mean, for me right now, I'm I'm liking my flow of I'm going to bed by like 9 p.m. and waking up for the sunrise to do my little painting thing. I think this is how my body really enjoys its time. So I've definitely stayed up late, the late often and then waking up early just doesn't really resonate with me. But I'm really liking I actually have more energy when I do go to bed early and wake up before the sunrise i've noticed i actually don't even have to take a nap during the day versus before if i would wake up later in the day i would actually have to take a nap or i would have to do a meditation to like re re re-energize so i feel like i'm in a really nice habit right now with my body that i just don't want to don't feel like messing it up (laughs) right sure well and there's something to that biorhythm thing too so being you know once you figure out what your biorhythms are, then you get great sleep. You don't have to sleep as much. And mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you don't have to nap or whatever. So yeah, I, mine is, I think mine is earlier in the, in the day, um, like, in, you know, seven, eight, nine, somewhere in that range. But mm-hmm. 
I don't often hit that. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, okay, living in the moment. <laughs> we got we got really far off the track there. Well, I guess it's living in the moment because we're literally just going from one thought to the next to the next. It really got me thinking of like, hmm, would I really like doing that? But it's like it's like fascinating, I would say. Um, so what's so uh, let's let's give everybody an idea of something practical that they can do to to practice living in the moment. I think my favorite one, you can tell yours, is to go into a nature setting. And and really, you could even like... <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so really, you can you can pull up a chair in the middle of the, of the forest or next to trees or whatever and just sit there and observe them. Feel the energy coming off the trees. Notice the animals the sounds of the of nature you know just being in that because okay being present when you're inside the house might be a little less interesting because there's not so much going on there you're just you're just sitting in this space and you hear the refrigerator come on you know like like there's Mm -hmm. really nothing going on but in nature there's constantly things happening there's insects there's there's birds there's even in the winter, there's snow and there's cold breezes and, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that's constantly happening. And to tune into all of that is a fantastic way to live in the moment. Of course, you know, seeing your own breath or, or feeling your own breath and all that is another one. But anyway, go ahead. What, what is your favorite way of living in the moment? Well, I wouldn't say favorite, but I feel like an advice to someone else is or to practice would be mindfully washing the dishes because I think washing the dishes is one of those practices that it's so easy to think about other things other than washing the dishes or you just want to be in like, okay, let's get this over with. Let's just do something else. I actually find washing the dishes very meditative. I don't mind washing the dishes uh, just because I get to practice that of like actually tuning in like, Am I rushing or am I about to like watch TV while I while I watch the dishes? Because the way that my my room is set up, it's like it's kind of like I can just turn my head and just wash my dishes. And it's like I feel like that's just a task that you have to do daily. And it's a daily thing versus the whole sitting outside, like listening to that. It's not like it's cliche, uh, but I feel like it could Obviously, that could arise like some anxiety of like, oh, this is nice, but I have to go and do something else. Versus when you're washing the dishes, it's like you actually have to go from one point to the next. Like you have a time frame that you can set aside to to do this. Obviously, you can set aside time to listen to the birds and listen to the trees. But there's really like no end time because you're setting your own time to do that. Versus when you're done washing the dishes, you're actually fully done washing the dishes. And then you can kind of mark how how did this journey do for me today and then tomorrow when you wash the dishes you could do that too another mindfulness thing that i did was i you know when you wash your dishes you always go a certain way with with how you wash them either clockwise or counterclockwise or you scrub that way try doing it the opposite way because that's actually going to help you 
be mindful when you wash dishes. You're going to realize, <laughs> oh, I'm going in this natural flow of, of counterclockwise, but now I'm mindfully going to go clockwise and see when I try, when I shift out of that present state of like, oh, I just got in a trance and I'm back to washing it counterclockwise. So I feel yeah. like that's, oh, that's a mindfulness practice of like washing your dishes the other direction, like, you know, scrubbing the other direction. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. It, it, that takes something that most people can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> and it gives them something to practice with. So I like that. So anybody else um, who, who has a living in the moment practice or an idea you'd like to share, please share it with us. I'd like to hear what other people do for this. Because, you know, what did we talk about? We talked about it relieving fear. Because fear is the prediction of the future. So if you're living in the moment, you are not fearful of something that's about to happen. So those of you who have anxiety or worry or, or, or fear in general, that's going to help you with that. Um, also, if you are in, in any kind of, of negative mindset, if you have a depression symptom or symptoms or, or anything, if you live in the moment and you think about your environment, you think about washing the dishes, you think about nature, you think about all these other things, then it's going to really help you not think about the things that are causing your depression or your worry or whatever it is that you've got going on. Because generally those things are a, a, a direct result of what we might call overthinking. When we're overthinking, then we're going, oh, I can't solve this problem. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, my gosh, I'm not very good at solving problems, I guess. Oh, no, I'm maybe I'm no good at anything. Oh, but, yeah. boy, I sure would like to solve this problem. Oh, I don't know how. How am I going to do that? Oh, gosh, here I am. I'm not very good at solving this problem. Blah, blah, blah. It just keeps going, right? So if you just go stop all that thinking and just let's look in the moment right now, then you might discover that, oh, that's the way out of that incessant loop of, of negative thinking. Yeah. And actually that, that instance or that moment, not that moment, or just that act of stopping those thoughts, you've just entered the present state as well. So, you know, you could go your whole day with just not being present. And then you, t then you have a small taste of like, oh, like this is the present moment. And then I feel like everything else just vanishes. Like you're just so content and, you know, your, your whole day doesn't feel so heavy anymore. And I feel like if you have just one instant of that every single day, it's going to get that crave craveness of it for you to taste it again tomorrow or taste it even more and more and more. I think once I started to ex having more of those experiences, not that I was chasing to have more of them, but I was actively trying to find the beauty or the simpleness or the the awesomeness of of anything that I do to be in that like conscious state of being because it was so enriching for me. Even when I was working at the hotel and people were screaming at me or complaining to me, like I would still find the beauty in that of like, Oh, like I could be still and not react. This is cool versus this person reacting to me. So it was always just like a mindfulness thing that I was doing, but I, enjoyed enjoyed being in that state versus like someone is yelling at me and then I'm gonna be like oh my god this person is yelling at me not again or like 
being trapped into that neg- negative space and stepping out of it because the pre- present moment is stepping out of any situation that you're in and then embodying your spirit, embodying your divine self and being in that oneness type of state. So I don't remember where we started with this conversation, but I feel like if you can just taste that present state at least once a day, then you've mastered your life essentially, or you've mastered that whole of, of like emptiness that you were maybe feeling because you become so full with love in that split second. Yeah. I love that (laughs) to say, to say love again. And you know, what's interesting is that there's actually a lot of activities that we do. I was just sitting here thinking about, well, there's people who play video games a lot, right? Mm-hmm. There, or there's people you know watching TVs or movies, TV or movies. Well, that in a weird way is a, is a way of living in the moment because you are you are trying to figure out the video game right now. You're not worried about your life problems. Yeah. You're just like, okay, I'm going to try to beat this video game or do good at this or beat my friend or whatever you're trying to do in the video game, which is very much living in the moment of, mm-hmm. of controlling the character or whatever, watching a movie or, or a TV show is being in, uh, uh, wrapped up in that moment of the, of the show that you're watching and you're thinking of things through the character. I mean, a lot of people say that TV shows and, and video games are an escape from reality, but I think we understand maybe why, because it is a way to, 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 to go into the moment. I, uh, I had a friend of mine also who suffered from very severe PTSD, uh, like a, a very everyday PTSD. So they call that complex PTSD. So she received the, the uh, triggering event experience on a daily basis uh, in her childhood. And then mm-hmm. she also had severe depression as a result. And she had fibromyalgia, among other things. Well, she, what she would do to resolve that is that she would go on Tinder and she would get a guy to come to her house and have sex because during sex, she did not have any pain or anything. She was 100% living in that moment, the, this, the sexual pleasure moment. And I think that's another great one as an example of, of, of a living in the moment activity, though in that case, it was an escape for her and it probably wasn't the healthiest thing for her to do, obviously. But if you have a great partner or whatever, then that's another option for living in the moment for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely relatable to me because that's what I did when I had my first injury was I would always go clubbing and whatever, go with a guy, sleep with him. And boom, like I was practicing mindfulness when I was having sex. I would experience that feeling of being with God or my oneness then and I was happy but yeah I was definitely escaping from the pain that I had in my ankle or that static pain because I would have a pain level of 11 out of 10 in my body for three almost three years straight and usually when I didn't feel it was either when I was out hiking or when I was um, back on my surfboard a little bit like in the water or while I was having sex. And usually in those three instances, it's like when I'm actually being my true self. Because when you are being your true self, that pain body just doesn't exist. Like you're in that mode of I'm super hyper aware right now. And there's so much more than this pain body that you feel. And it could be like a sex addiction that helps you remember your true self. Or it could be a different addiction that's going to lead you to that 
that like wow this is the present state and then it's gonna you're gonna overcome that addiction eventually because you found a different outlet to to experience or you heal that pain that you had yeah, in the body in, in the body yeah so, yeah interesting stuff for the present moment there's just so many things and it's like sometimes you might not even be aware that you're practicing this like living in the present state or that the activities that you do are actually helping you like it could be something like you're surfing or you're gardening or you're reading a book like these things help you be present because you're so engulfed in this in this activity it's like when you can really just just be at a no thinking state is this beautiful moment with God or this beautiful moment with your source or your true self or again like the show is to remembering your oneness you can remember your oneness through sex or through reading a book or surfing or watching a tv show or playing a video game when I was growing up my best friends would always play video games my brother would play video games and I would actually love watching them play just watch the characters on the screen because it was grounding me. It was like relaxing just to just to literally do nothing and just to enjoy the company of being with my friends and then doing something that they're good at. I was terrible at video games. Like I would always die in like Halo, in Halo when they would give me the controls and they would, we would all just like laugh because I like couldn't understand like how to use like the remote control. Um, but like it was just like fun for me just to be there versus being frustrated that I couldn't figure it out. So it's like you can find different activities that help bring out that present state. Could be a fast. Maybe a fasting is actually going to help you come to that present state as Maria is wanting to do. Maybe this is what she needs to do in order to feel more present in herself. Or maybe I need to do my whole like no sleep for two days so that way I can feel more of that present moment or enjoy that I my body longs to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've experienced on the, even the 24-hour where you're just like, gosh, it's going to feel so good to sleep. Like, <laughs> you know, this is this is a great experience. Um, and so another way to uh, to look at the living in the moment is to, to talk about the infinite now. And when we, when we talk about the infinite now, we ask ourselves, well, was there ever actually a past? Because my memory of it is pretty spotty. Like, I don't remember all that much about, you know, two days ago when I woke up. Like, what I, right. time did I wake up? What was what was happening? Was it raining? Was it not? I, I have no idea. It's like, it's just um, little uh, fragments of memory of that, of that past time. So mm-hmm. how much can I trust what actually happen in the past and then blame things on that or say that oh that caused all these other issues like look like my our ability to remember that with any accuracy is severely damaged or severely hindered because we can't you know it's a survival thing we're only going to remember the worst possible cases so that we can avoid them in the future so, you know, that past thing is really not very reliable. And then you go, okay, well, what's going to happen? What's the future? Is the fu- Does the future exist? Kind of not really, because the future is just another now moment. And it doesn't, you know, if you continuously worry about the future, you'll actually never get there because you're always in the now and you're never actually yeah. in the future. 
So there's just a few concepts here that we often believe that the past and the future are as solid as the now. And they're nowhere near as solid as the now. They're they're like just um, like, again, like fragments of, of possibility or fragments of memory. Yeah. Yeah. The whole fragment thing is like a very interesting like concept. I've definitely t- like thought about it. I think a couple of weeks ago, it's like any relationship that you've been in, it was just a fragment of time and it's, it's a beautiful fragment of time, but it's like right now you've grown from those fragments of time in order to really live more presently or to be this, 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 this beautiful being of yours. And it's like things like, it's like why like to regret the past is kind of like not a good phrase because you needed all of those experience in order to be here now and it's like if you change any of that like who knows who who you would be but what's the point of going there when you know you have this opportunity to grow even more right now or to really define the actions that you do or the practice that you do with your mind or controlling those thoughts these thoughts that you have right now because this moment now is literally going to be a fragment in time in in no time but it's like how can you really live right now in order to make this fragment more beautiful right yeah that's a great way to look at it yeah how can we live right now to make this fragment more beautiful yeah i'm I'm looking around my space now and thinking about it from that perspective okay well there's an apple right there wow what a beautiful apple like it's it's a very interesting like shade and color and shape and everything like, oh, okay, let's, let's really zoom in and explore this and, and think about, okay, think about the tree that it came from and so on and so forth. Like you can really dive into so many things. And what does that do? It, it, it keeps your mind from thinking about what's wrong. Um, you're, you're so, so practiced at figuring out, figuring out what's wrong and how to solve it that you it's really hard to to enjoy the the basics the simple things and again when you do reflect back to past times what are the ones that stand out the most the times you were embarrassed the times that you were hurt the times that went wrong like oh can you remember the time that you won a game of something a sport or something that you didn't think you were going to win wow I know that's happened, uh, but it doesn't stand out in my memory as it did at the moment when I finally yeah. did the, the thing. Like, that was amazing. And now I look back, like, I can't even find one. I actually can find one. But but I can't find more than one in my mm-hmm. in my memory. So oh, uh, yeah. and yet that seems so important at that time. And yet here it is lost now. Yeah, sometimes I have, like, what if I'm, like, just too aware because I can't remember so many things anymore? Or like a lot of my friends were like, oh, remember that one time? I'm like, I really don't remember that at all. And I, yeah. I, I like sometimes I'm like worried. I'm like, wait, is this like normal that I can't remember this? Like, it's like yeah. it only happened like a year or two ago. And it's just like completely like gone from my memory. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, like, am I doing something wrong? Or is this just because I've let let that go? Or I'm not so attached to that, like to that form or to that emotion or whatever i was experiencing then yeah memory is a really interesting thing you know for for as you as we continue to age and we think back to maybe college and we're like yeah okay i hung i hung out with some people in college uh 
I can't think of their names. I can't think of, I can almost not even think of their faces. I just remember these shapes, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> wow, that at that time, it seemed so important. It seemed like such a big deal. I needed to impress these people or I needed to, yeah. you know, whatever. And now I can't even picture them or I never even think about them unless I really try hard to remember them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it really puts into perspective what's important. And what's important is, is what's inside and not about the external experiences that we have. Yeah. Well, what's important is right now. Yeah, exactly. It is the right now. So how are you going to enjoy your now after this show? I'm going to make some delicious food. Mm. That's another great way because you're thinking about what you're creating. You're cutting your vegetables or whatever. You're, you're watching the, the cooking process. Is it done yet? You know, evaluating things and thinking about the flavors. Oh, do I want to add this spice or this whatever to it to, to, to enhance the experience? And then, of course, eating is a fantastic one. You were talking about drinking earlier. But this, discovering in the eating process the textures and the flavors and the, and the juiciness and so on and so forth. There's so many different things that you get out of eating that you could totally tune into and live in that now moment. Mm-hmm. Well, it's even just picking, even the process of picking out your food is like really tuning into your body. Like, Hey body, what do you want to eat right now? And your body changes like every day and your cravings change or a certain organ is a little mis misimbalanced from the rest. And it's like just checking in with yourself every time you put food into your mouth is providing that conscious feeling and putting like lo- love into your body. Cause when you can re- like not feel guilty about your food, but blessing that food and emitting it love, like it's going to come to you and then you'll feel that, you know, euphoric like sensations when you eat or, you know, you'll feel so, so free and so happy because you're, it's this process of, of eating love. And when you eat love, like you, you get to just feel even better. I can't believe you'd eat love. What a terrible thing. <laughs> no, no. Like I, and I've often talked about it too, where like, if you think about it, what you're doing when you're eating, you're also eating the sun because the mm. sun had to make the plant grow that you're eating, or it had to make the plant grow that the animal ate that you're eating. So no matter what you are essentially eating light and it's just coming at you in a different form the form you Mm -hmm. don't really think of as light because it's like, Oh, this is just a salad or this is just a radish. Like I don't, I I don't see this as light, but it actually is. Yeah. And it still goes down to, you know, that present present state because the sun is always present and providing its energy into earth. And then we get to experience it. And, you know, when you, look up at the sun and you feel the sun you know just like beam on your skin it's like it's like it, it just zaps you into that present state of like oh this feels good and then over time you'll realize wait i'm spending too much time in the sun like i'm getting burned but it's like it's still all the process of like wow like i'm really enjoying the sensation of the sun hitting my skin right now or the wind like brushing against my skin how amazing this feels and those are those instances of 
I was just having a busy day, but then all of a sudden a gush of wind came by and I just forgot about everything because I wanted to just experience this wind. And I feel like that's a mindfulness practice of like, wow, the presence, the present elements just really came in intact right now to bring me into this, into this keep saying moment, but it's like, what else can you say into this present time? The infinite now. Yeah, the, inf- the infinite now. And it's like, I feel like always the elements are working with you because sometimes you'll you'll be thinking and a dog starts barking or a child starts crying and they're all just here to bring you into the present state or something falls or something breaks. And it's like, these are all things that we're just enhancing this experience because maybe you thought of something negative. Well, usually when I'm hiking and I trip, I usually reevaluate, wait, what was I just thinking? And it's usually something that was not serving me. And it's like this tree root literally just saved me from going into a tunnel of like thoughts that aren't serving me. So I would always just observe your surroundings. If you hear something and it brings your awareness, just reflect back on your thoughts. Like, what were you just thinking of? Was it something that was serving you or was it something that wasn't serving you? And then live out the next couple minutes by listening to that intuitive guidance that you had or trying to eliminate that thing that you were just thinking about or releasing it or, you know, sending it love. So that way you're healing that thought that was coming through. Yeah. You know, the other thing that we often uh, are not living in the moment, but we're thinking about the end result rather than the journey is Mm -hmm. driving with our GPSs, our GPSs make us so that we are completely oblivious to almost anything. We don't even know that we're doing anything except every once in a while it says, Oh, turn right. Like, Oh, okay. And then you turn right. And now, and you're not thinking about the, the cars or the, the landscape or whatever you are just in. I'm trying to get to the grocery store. Let's go. And, and that is future thinking. That is not now thinking. And there was a point where uh, I used to drive back and forth to work in the same way every day, you know, and so you get really used to that. And one day I decided that, well, you know, we can listen with more than just our ears. We could actually listen with our eyes. So I'm driving home and I went, I want to listen with my eyes. And so I started looking around while I was driving a little bit more than I had before. And I, and I noticed I drove past someone on horseback and I was like, what? I've never seen anyone on horseback the entire time that I've been doing this for years, but it was kind of way off to the side. And if I hadn't been listening with my eyes, I would have missed out on it. So Mm. it's kind of amazing to, you know, to go ahead and really listen with all of your senses because there's something for you to hear. (laughs) I agree. Yeah. And it's always like, whenever I would be driving home from work, um, I would, I'd have to drive like an hour, sometimes an hour and a half because of traffic, but usually be during sunset time. And even though there was heavy traffic or something, I was enjoying the sunset almost daily. And it's not even the fact that like, you know, oh my God, there's traffic. I should be angry right now, but the elements were coming through to make it more enjoyable of like, this is your time to decompress and to look at the sunset. Because if I was living closer, I would be missing it. I would be already home doing dinner, maybe watching something. And, you know, I would be missing the beautiful lights changing, hitting the mountains and that whole like 
you know, when you watch the sunset, you feel that, okay, that the day has ended and I feel good. Like I'm going to move forward. I'm going to, you know, continue on. You get that like sense of rush or that sense of energy coming through. Um, but yeah, I feel like if you just observe your day truly with your eyes or just that conscious intention of like, let me listen before I act. Let me tune in first or let me feel which direction I should go or feel the way that I should steer this conversation. That's just going to help you with, with just feeling better. Yep. Agreed. All right. Well, we've come to the end of our hour. Our little chat room got a little quiet, but hopefully everybody's still there. We're not talking to nobody and let (laughs) us know. And hopefully you guys got something out of this and we're still always open to hear what you have to say, even after we're done recording. So tell us how it was um, that you live in the moment. How do you live in the now? How, what do you do? I would love to hear it. And with that, I think it's time for us to go. Do you anything exciting going on that you need to report to everybody? Nope, I'm just painting more. So if anyone wants to follow along, you can add me on Instagram or on my Facebook page. I'm still doing my 30-day uh, wave painting. I'm on day 21 already. So it's been pretty cool. So a wave Actually, every day? Is that what that is? Wave every day at sunrise. That's awesome. Well, I don't really have anything to announce. Still working hard on the back end of Cosmic Television, and we'll have announcements. But it'll be a little while. We've got a lot going on. It's good. So, but, yeah, it is. So, but you know, uh, the next class of, of detached, which is kind of funny that that's the name of it, since we were talking about attachments today. Uh, detached is coming up on November thirtieth. This helps you remove negative entity attachments yourself. Uh, also helps you remove depression and PTSD and any number of other uh, maladies, both mental, emotional, or uh, I'll say also energetic. So uh, if you're interested in that, you can go to zanedaniel.com and check it out. Nice, nice. All right. We, uh, well, I'm going to speak for you, Monica. (laughs) We love you unconditionally. Thanks so much for tuning in. Aloha. See you next week.